Wake and bake with the boys Pull out some weed and get high Dude smoking on the phone While Scotty's talking way too long Got time to smoke one more Taking the message To the people now Keep smoking and growing And watching prohibition fall down With the grow talk, man, this should be a good one. This is gonna be a pretty good one. I'm pumped. It might go a little longer if you get the time, Scotty. Yeah, all right, man. All right. Well, we should start real quick though. We ended last. What's going on? Talking about your palm, and you got a palm in the studio. You got a LED light from Thrive Agritech, right? Yep, Just a single a, tube. Yep, uh, not, not a tube. It's an LED, so it's like a hundred and. What is it, like 140 watts or something like that? But it's about four feet long or something, yep. right? Yeah, so it's spread out over a nice distance. So I've got a nice... Uh, he brought you the Infinity, right? The 58-watt one? That's what it was. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Those are awesome for veg. I've done, um, I have those in, in my veg area right now. They're killing it. Yeah. Definitely. So I was just going to give you the quick hit on a house plant as far as... That thing could be outside full sun all day and love it and kick ass and just grow huge. Whatever it's minimal amount, I'm not sure, but I wouldn't keep like an ideal world, which you're not going to go to this extent. Right. I would be like, okay, I'll turn my lights on and have them come up to like a sunrise and have it build and then have it run at its full 130 watts probably for only like three and a half hours out of the day because you don't need that palm to thrive. It's just going to hit your ceiling. You need it to just grow and enough to be happy and healthy there. Huh. And the other thing I was thinking is, is uh, you got to aesthetically figure out how you'd make it cool. But weighing those big leaves down, just like we train our cannabis plants. Right. Like, you know, you see people praying by either pulling down. I even see people that have used different, like, degree of fish weights. Check this out. Like, this weight, you know, where it just pulls the plant down enough where it doesn't flopple over. But, yeah, training those leaves out along your ceiling above the studio instead of just letting them grow right up in, you know. Um, but that was about it. But that was about it. Deal. All right. Yeah, we'll see if it's a deal. I mean, I've seen. Well, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna talk shit. I'll just say deal as well. Watch out for mites, though. Yes, that's true. You know, I've already released praying mantises. What are the praying mantises? Praying mantis. Mantis. There you go. And those I things mean, are cool. Palms indoors, just notorious for like coming with mites from the store. Yeah, yeah, so true. It's like if you go to Home Depot and they have all those palms out in the aisle. Mm. I did the other day, and one touched me. I'm like, fuck. I'm not going. <laughs> not going near my grow. All right, executive producer is Soup. Man, Soup's yeah, got a report Soup coming up here from the Indo Expo San Fran, I believe. And uh, so, yeah, man, we will play that this episode. Excited uh, you did that, Soup, for us. Thank Gave you. us just a good breakdown of hanging out in San Fran. So stay tuned for that. Yeah, it's been very cool. We've gotten some good content from uh, from the DGC lately. Soup gave us this. Uh, Dabby Bowman and Dear Dabby made us a song parody. There's been some cool stuff going on. So thank you. Thanks for all that right help. On. I'm going to see who's growing the dank. Come on. Dudegrows.com. Hardcore 187. Does that mean death? Because 187, you know, that's, that's cop Whoa, code, man. That murder, man. Legit genetics. Hey, dude, Scotty and DGC. Crew been knee deep into the podcast for months now and finally <laughs> tried out genetics preservation kits that Very Seeds cool. here now offered from Hot Own. And my fellow enthusiast should definitely check out this site. And genetics. I feel instead of grabbing cuttings, this is this is interesting. It's kind of a grow talk here. Instead of grabbing cuttings from someone who got it from someone else, you should take the time to spend an extra month or so popping seeds and nurturing the seedlings. And to the end, come out on top with some bomb ass dank. 
I will uh, say there is something about coming straight from seed, man. If you get if you get the right variety, you know, it's definitely a crapshoot. But man, the vigor is just insane. I mean, they are just so strong too compared to a clone. Yeah, exactly. These are really good looking pitchers with uh, your trikes, man. I like it. Um, but yeah, that's definitely. I agree with what you're saying. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I got that Scroopy Noopers cut. I don't know how many times it was a cut from a cut from sure. a cut from a cut. But it does and matter. What do you mean as far as, oh, genetic degradation or whatever? Yeah, I don't know. They just start to get weaker over time. I don't know if they get it's, viruses. It's, it's, or... it's picking up uh, various pathogens and viruses yeah. just from the environment that they're in. Yeah, it makes sense, though. They do get weaker. Well, Hardcore 187, that is some good-looking yeah, bud beautiful. there. That is frosty. Growing the dank. Yeah, beautiful. All right, man. Good work. i do a quick, uh, before we get into the grow talk, it uh, looks like it, what, if we've got any DGC in the BC, looks like I'm going to be moving up to uh, British Columbia here pretty Whoa. soon. So it'll be interesting to see getting on at a different grow area, getting, you know, my game on. I've never, I've never rented a house where I had to deal with a landlord and be like, okay, what, what we got going on here, man? We got to feel them out. What are we going to do? Where are we going to do it? Hey, Make you're sure going it's back cool. 15 years, man. What's that? You're going back 15 years. Seriously. I've been that for a long time. I had to play that game. Uh, but, you know, we're going to be up in the neck of woods there, Maple Ridge, uh, outside of Vancouver, pretty close to uh, Ramo with Ramo Nutrients. So probably get some collaborations and fun going on. You know, it's really cool to be able to move to one area to another area. That, I mean, that's kind of my, part of my requirement to move, Scotty. is like, no, we can't do Oklahoma, man. No way. <laughs> so, okay. But move to another area, man, where it's cannabis friendly. I'm pumped for that. And so shout out any DGC up there. I'm going to need to get my hands on some genetics. I'm going to need to get my hands on some flour. I'm not taking any of that over the border. And uh, just because those Border Patrol guys, they just do never – they never look very nice. No, I mean – and actually can't take any plants because not just cannabis plants but any plant trying yeah. to cross that border with, they're going to they're gonna just take it and throw it away. And, and like I said, we I think it's all bullshit or whatever. But then my buddy who collects uh, rare palm seeds tell me he, he can't get any from Madagascar because they come with the Black Plague. <laughs> That's You're telling me scary. my little dude garden can't go up there, Guru? Uh, uh, no. For, for most most house plants, <laughs> they make you just kill when you try and go across the border. <laughs> just have pictures of my little dude garden that just dumped it in the trash. It's all good. Anyway, just a quick uh, hit on you guys. Nothing's changing with the show. We're going to be doing what we do. Modern technology and guru help that happen with no problem. <coughs> so that's all I got. Let's get into the grow talk. All right. Number one here is from Instagram, hashtag dude grow show. And we're looking at ganjafarmer.rx in the center, beautiful outdoor garden here. In the center of it, he has on the ground there, Scotty, you can see like a dome. And if you scroll through these pictures, you'll see the ladybugs in the dome. And in the dome, he said, put a little, keeps a little moisture, keeps them even like he said, some raisins and stuff they can eat. And that they'll go out and come back and they'll breed and he'll maintain this, which wow, is pretty that cool. Is awesome. Yeah, that so is let me house. out of his wor- words, ladybug house, very simple. They will hang out, reproduce, and eat the bad bugs. So and then somebody asks, How are you keeping them? And he goes, It's just a standard clone dome. I put some sponges in there and keep them moist. Also some raisins for them to eat. Any fruit will work as long as it isn't acidic. I just keep the top vent slightly open. It'll breed legs and hang out in the garden. So that is pretty damn cool. I've never tried to contain them a little bit like that. Yeah, that is neat. Very neat. Yeah, maybe I'll make right a on. little uh, praying mantis garden over here, man, or, or house, I should say. If you guys are look, look at this first picture here of the garden. This is on the outdoor garden, guys. 
Um, he's got all these two by one stakes or something that are just in the ground, I think, basically. Or actually, I think he has them uh, taped to his buckets. But this is a thing like a hail guard. If you're like, oh, shit, it's going to hail mm. or something bad with rain, you can run out and throw a big poly tarp or something over it. Right. Is the I think that's the idea that he's doing here. It's super easy and inexpensive just to set up a bunch of vertical stakes. It'll be higher than your garden as long as your garden isn't too tall. Um, so good good outdoor garden there, man. I miss my outdoor grow. I got to get that going on. Looking good. I'm sure you'll be able to grow plenty up in British Columbia outdoors. What do you think? Do they grow outdoor up there? Um, Sounds yeah, cool. If I'm, yeah, dude, I'm going to hook up a uh, brown dirt warrior, man. We're going to go huck some bales. <laughs> deal. Deal. Take your video cameras. A brown guy? Yeah, brown dirt warrior. Yeah, that was him, man. That guy <laughs> was awesome. That guy was the All right. legit. There it is. <laughs> so we're going on to another grow talk question. RO water in no-till. Okay. So from Mr. Burns. All right. Hi, DDC. I've been researching and can't find an answer. Is it okay to use RO water in no-till beds? I read a lot of people just use tap or filtered water, but nobody ever says anything about RO in no-till. Not sure if microbes like it or will strip minerals from the soil or if it's okay and preferred, preferred to tap water in an organic living soil. Thanks and happy growing. Hmm. What do you got? What do you got? Steady? Tap water is going to have chloramines and chlorine in it, and I, I'm just assuming that's not the best thing. Generally, there's so much life in a, like a living soil that it's negligible. Right. How much effect the chlorine that's in there? Just, sure. I heard recharge eats chloramines for lunch. Pretty much. It's just that there's not enough. <laughs> there's not enough to go and kill it all. Is exactly what it, 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 it can only it can only neutralize so much before right. it's just used up and it's it. They can't do it anymore. Yeah, so, but I'd still dechlorinate if you can. Oh personally. yeah, I'll, definitely. I'm. I'm. What I'm saying is that uh, RO is is going to be fine. Uh, something what dechlorinated or filtered is going to be fine. But if you want the truest thing you can have to no-till, I would go with rainwater. And if you really want it, RO is a step past that because rainwater still has some mineral in it and everything. So. I don't know. I don't know. What, what's the deal with RO um, pulling nutrients out? You know how like we talked about uh, water wanting to pull some of No, RO doesn't act. It doesn't, so, doesn't pull things out. So it won't pull anything out? It won't try to uh, to Strip? grab minerals? No, it, it has to have the salt, like the cations and anions in it, to be able to pull the minerals that are also cations and anions. Okay. So with no charge on it, it's the same way that if you try and electrocute someone in distilled water, it won't work at all. But as soon as you throw some table salt in there, it's it's able to conduct electricity and go through it. It's a weird fucking thing to have somebody tell you, man. I got I got some <laughs> a couple of things here. And then uh Guru, you'll have to throw up the technical difficulties on my side because uh. we just we just lost video. But it's all good. Guys, it's because I'm half stoner and I have one battery to re- rely on here. Hey. But it's all good. I'm still here in spirit and, and voice. So I have guru call. to rely on. Dude, <laughs> at this point, I don't know what's going to happen when you don't, but that's a good thing to have a good team. All we'll right. have lots of bad video. <laughs> Dude, N8, Nate, MI, Mr. Burns, we had oh, who else on here? Joe, Bob, Soup. I appreciate everything you guys. You guys are kicking ass in the comments and really getting a good community here. In a nutshell, know what your water is. That's what you need to do. I know my water is about 180 off the tap. I know I don't know exactly what that 180 is comprised of because it's not enough to be like, I'm not that concerned. If it's up like 400 or something, Super was saying at one point he had something that was up high. Like, 
400 or something, you want to know what's in there. I'm talking yeah, I've seen PPMs. it in the 600 PPMs before. And See, that's, yeah. That? And at Dude, one point, what, what, what are, like, what, what, what one? What are, making, what are making those uh, register on there? What, what mostly are those salts that are? Minerals or calcium. Minerals, or, you know, calcium, magnesium, cations, anions. So but, some I of mean, it can be good. Especially but from no- places like... The reason, like places like California, Los Angeles, have such high salt content. Warm, right? Well, no, not because it's warm. It's because that water didn't naturally start there. It started in the Rocky Mountains, and it was irrigated through irrigation canal uh, canals all the way down to the Los Angeles River. Oh gosh! So, okay. like, it, it's just runoff from farms all through the farmlands of California and everything, and it's ending up in the water. And like, they do clean it up and get. The, most of the agricultural products and stuff out of it, but they're left with the mineral deposit in it that's really hard to remove. <laughs> I'm freaked out now, man. That freaked me out because well, I've been to L.A. and it's what, water 600 shit. parts per million there. Yeah, when we went to Mikey's place. Fuck that. But no, and then you. What well, the guy say? You got to like, chew it before you can swallow it. <laughs> there? Oh. Super saying another place he lived that the 400 ppm was nitrate fertilizer from some industrial farms upriver. There you go. Boom. Just so there's saying. a few different things, but you you want to know what's in your water. If it's like up above 200, I'm probably going to try and send it in for a water test. Running, I only want to run RO if I'm like pushing a corner to do it. And I realize I'm still looking at the camera and I could really just take my shirt off and pick my <laughs> nose right now. It's pretty cool. Anyway, I just like um, that Soup's got free fertilizer in his drinking water. 300 million of free fertilizer. Mmm. So the uh, yeah, and and because RO is wasteful, it's it's expensive. They're not, you know, you got to change filters. You got to keep on. It's another thing to maintain. So I don't go that route unless it's necessary. Necessary Deal. being you got like yeah, a bunch of nitrate fertilizer or too much shit in your water. Yes, sir. But when you get that beautiful, clean Rocky Mountain snowmelt water. You don't need it. Mm, I told true. you, man, you got to set up a dam and make Colorado its own state. We have like a little freshwater ocean down south. That Colorado, that Colorado River water, man, it goes all the way down to uh, almost to Mexico. Well, not anymore, probably. It stops at L.A. as far as it's I It's a little creepy. Like Lake Powell, isn't that the big one that's like like it's as low as it's ever been? Or the, I think the Hoover's on that. Is it that and, and then Lake Mead as well outside of Las Vegas It's another one? Yeah, imagine people that used to buy property there and they were like lakefront and now they're just like 300 hmm. yards from the lakefront. <laughs> <laughs> they got to like wheel their boat way down shit. But hey, do you, do you just gain more land when that happens? Like, no. do, you, do you own the land to the water? No. Look at you should be a realtor. Oh, no. increase, increase your acreage. <laughs> All right, man. I got a uh, grower's comment on YouTube here. What you got? From EMG or EGM, okay. 100 by 35. All right. Hi, guys. Great show. Been growing almost three years in the recently approved for medical use on the beautiful island of Puerto Rico. Yeah, all right. Nice. Down here in the Caribbean. Thanks for all your knowledge. I look forward every day to hear your newest episode. Right on, man. Because um, I have a question about my sealed room. I'm in week seven of flower, and I'm almost, I'm and almost on my flushing weeks on some of my multi-strain garden. My room is totally sealed with a CO2 system at 1500 ppm. My question is, can I run CO2 at 1500 parts per million all the way to harvest? Um, so real quick there, guys, if he knows his PPM and what he's running, he probably has a CO2 controller, which mm-hmm. is this thing you put on the wall. Yep. And you can just set it to a certain PPM, and it has a little fan that pulls in the air from your room. And then if it's below, it triggers your your uh, regulator and mm-hmm. your tank to inject the room. Yep. So then he goes, uh, can I run uh, 1,500 PPM all the way to harvest? Because I usually remove CO2 system and start to exchange air. On those last two weeks, and always been confused if to leave it high or not. Thanks again 
for all your knowledge, positive vibes. I mean, I used to preach, and thanks for you checking out the show, man. Yeah, very cool. Um, hey, I got a simple, that, simple answer. Go ahead. Real quick. Yes, you certainly can. I run continual. I used to run continual harvest rooms. Continual harvest rooms. I'm baked. And perpetual. Uh, there you go. Perpetual. And I would just have a burner going 1,500 parts per million. I would have great quality cannabis coming out. Now, here's the open-ended question: Could it have been better if I would have cut it out the last six or seven days? I don't know. Let's up for discussion. What do y'all think? Um, I I used to preach a little on the show, like, yeah, lower. Why not? If you have the ability to lower it down in your harvest and everything at the same time. Well, I always say, hey, because plants breathe the CO2 in and they build with it. You know what I mean? I'm so, mimicking nature. That's what I'm trying to do. I bet you the parts per million of CO2. I could be wrong here. It 1,500 parts per million in nature, though. Nature's 400. Yeah, good point. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> We're kind of uh, juicy. I used to turn it down because at the end, I, I thought the plants might sense that and they might sense that it's getting closer to being done. And it might bring out some different attributes. I, I pictured like CO2 levels, and you could tell me if I'm wrong with this kind of scientific thinking guru. When it's warm outside and things are decomposing quicker and it's hot or humid and just shit's going on versus when it falls coming and it's only in the fit, mid 50s, maybe it's 68, not as much as going on in that your CO2 levels would be lower outside. Uh, you're describing the Keeling curve, it's called. I learned this from that Kiss the Ground book. And yeah, they found that out when they met, the guy Keeling measured it. And, he, and they, he, he, yeah, the plants give off in the spring. They give off oxygen and then they, and, and then they pull carbon out of the air. What, in the fall? Is that be right? Or would be, I think I got it the opposite way. But the No, plant, it's doing all of those all the time. But there's it's, a curve. It actually oscillates. Well, yeah, it, it changes throughout the season what it's doing mostly. But it's always photosynthesizing, respiring, and transpiring. Right. But at some point, there's a lot more. There's a lot more vegetation in the spring and summer than in the winter. And you can actually see it. It's actually measurable on a curve. It's, it's cool. It is very cool. Yay, man. Um, I'm with you, though, man. No harm. 1,500 is a little high. We have, my, my room's usually no, between wait, 900 and 1,000. I got no problem with 1,500 if you're a production grower. 1,500 is the maximum that they can absorb. So, hmm. yes. Well, oh, since oh. I for Max? I mean, you can get them to 1,900, but it's impractical. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, you're just at diminishing returns up until CO2 uh, I was waiting for the diminishing returns. Like 3,000 <laughs> okay. parts per million. All right, we'll check it out. We'll check it out. Because I, okay, I'll give you, I'll tell you what, the sweet spot is at 1,500. I've always, I've always heard uh, keeping them right at seven. Seven? It's just the best. It's, <laughs> I mean, seven is double ambient. So, no, four is ambient now. Four hundred oh, sem- semantics. Yeah. It's, well, it's three hundred. It's uh three quarters, three fifty or four hundred parts per million for what ambient is. Anyway, semantics. If you want real growth increase, you're right. At seven hundred parts per million, you'll see a difference, man. Big you'll difference. Like, fuck yeah, this looks good. At fifteen hundred, like, you're like, what the fuck's going on here, man? Where did my water go? And try blow it. through, <laughs> yeah. blowing through, blowing through water or... and nutrients. Yep. Uh, I don't use bottles at that point. I will use the uh, burner. The burner. Yeah. Blowing through gas. Yeah. At that point, I'm using. Uh, a, a burner and you know usually it's a production garden if I'm doing that I like the CO2 system where the truck pulls up fills it up for you that is pretty cool <laughs> like was, for the restaurants yeah how is that cost effective all right man I want to say that Grow Talk is and we're still in it brought to you by because I forgot earlier Radical Bags guys you should check it out go on over to Garden Gear Supply uh, coupon code dude over there and radical bags are a bag made in the USA yeah. They're made out of, I think it's like a vinyl mesh and they, they work great. There's other air pot things and whatnot where the holes are too big. You lose soil. Uh, 
et cetera. These things have nice handles. They Velcro, I'm looking over at one here where my plant genius is in. Um, they Velcro down the side for easy transplant. And the only time that I don't like, and this just isn't radical bags, uh, mesh bags, is if you're running, if you're running in a hot garden or like if I have a plant sitting out in the driveway, as long, if, but if you have a lot of soil volume, I know those like NorCal growers and whatever, Mendo Dope, they're in like what, a 200 gallon fabric pot yeah. basically. Yeah, and they're getting big yields. Definitely, but you, you know, if you're not used to, to being in an air pruning pot where your roots I mean, that's the whole thing behind this. So you can have, I see my plants that when I keep them in a, like a one gal Scotty for too long, and then the roots start to curl around, the plant starts to get a little pissed. Absolutely. Just, Absolutely. Remind me, it was because that's not the roots that feed. That's like your tap root that you're extending more. Now, Guru, help me out with this, man. The, the uh, I know we've talked about it. only just, feeds towards the end, right? It only, I, 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 I feel no, towards the root tip, it rather. It only reads, uh, feeds at the root, root tip. Root tip, right. Okay, so that's why we don't want root spiraling, correct? Mm -mm, no, because you, you want, instead of that root spiraling, you want it to branch out with tertiary branches off to the side. Mm -hmm. So it's yeah, and that's, instead okay, of just having one tip, it has like 10 or 15 tips going on to it. And you and see that's that. What the like when, I, when I transplanted out of this thing um, for the first time, and I kept the plant in there too long, but I did not see like at the bottom of a one-gallon nursery pot where all that shit swirls around and it's all like hard root mass. I didn't have that, and it was really cool. So air pruning your roots is awesome, yep. guys. Yep. Check them out, gardengearsupply.com. Get some radical bags. Help support the show. Coupon code DUDE. Yeah, I like it. All right, so we got uh, – let's throw soup in here, man. You down? Let's hear what soup give us the update on the Indo Expo out in San, Indo Expo in San Fran. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm already getting baked for it, man. Hey, what's going on, DGC? Uh, Soup the Gardener here. Uh, I had a chance over the weekend to attend the Indo Expo here in California, um, so I thought I'd hop on the mic and tell you guys about it. Uh, it was at Craneway Pavilion in Richmond, California. It was a great venue. We had a great view of the whole San Francisco Bay. Uh, beautiful view, lovely venue, uh, lots of nice booths, lots of nice people. Um, I ran into Q Grows the Dank, who's a DGC member. That's his name on Instagram. Um, we got to hang out the whole day, man, pretty much. He was a great guy, a uh, new grower, asked me lots of great new, new grower questions. Uh, he gave me a joint from his first grow, a joint of Granddaddy Purple. Dude, it was great, man. If that was your first grow and you're out here asking me all these smart questions, um, you're going to be killing it, man. You're learning so fast. And that was some great GDP. It tasted like Granddaddy Purple, man. It was beautiful. So thank you so much to uh, Q Grows the Dank, man. It was so much fun hanging out with you. Uh, I ran into lots of other cool DGC friends. Um, I ran into Mr. Soul. Got to talk with him a bit at his booth. Uh, it was cool seeing him again. Uh, I ran into our buddy Jaren. Uh, it was always great to see Jaren from New Millennium uh, and Playground. Um, he hooked up Q Grows the Dank with a pet pack, so he's gotten some new uh, new Millennium stuff to play with, which is pretty cool and was super nice to Jaren. And uh, Jaren hooked me up with some nice bud, too, so I got a nice uh, bud from the, uh, the Jaren himself to smoke, so that was a great little treat for me. Um, I ran into Dr. Colin Bell from uh, Mammoth P, which was uh, really cool. It was great, great getting to see him getting to kind of nerd out and uh, talk microbes with the man himself. Um, and also just thank him for supporting the DGC, man. I really enjoy his uh, 
his appearances on the show and just his support. So it was cool getting to see him and shake his hand. Uh, speaking of that, I mean, getting to meet cool people. We had some great panels at the Endo Expo. Um, the first one I got to go to that I really enjoyed was um, the Microbe panel, which was um, Colin from Mammoth P, Dr. Colin Bell, of course. Uh, Jeff Lonefels, the author of the Teeming With books, the Teeming With Microbes, Teeming With Nutrients, Teeming With Fungi, um, super smart guy, really interesting. And uh, another guy, uh, John Piccarelli, I think, from uh, Cutting Edge Solutions, which is a, another microbe and nutrient company um, here in Northern California, so super cool hearing from him too. And that panel was hosted by Shango Los from the Shaping Fire podcast, which I really enjoy the Shaping Fire podcast, so it was great getting to meet Shango Los, and it was super cool getting to hear all those, you know, super smart people in one room talking about microbes. There's so much knowledge, and uh, yeah, it was really cool getting to hear about what they're working on, and uh, yeah, cool stuff. Uh, the next panel I got to go to that I was really excited about was the breeder panel, so um, I'm kind of a bit of a seed nerd, so I was really excited to get to hear people talking about breeding and seeds. Um, so for the breeding panel, we had uh, the host was Mr. Adam Dunn himself from the Adam Dunn Show and uh, TH Seeds, I believe. Um, and then the real big surprise, which just kind of knocked me off my socks, was we had three amazing female breeders show up um, to, to be the breeders on the panel. We had Miss Mad Farmer from Mad Farmer Genetics. We had Elena Austin from Green Fire Genetics and uh, Ginger Dewar from Fat Rabbit Farm. So three amazing female breeders with a ton of experience and a ton of knowledge. Um, I was just blown away. I was so happy to get to hear breeders talk, but then on top of that to get to hear, you know, uh, the female perspective on breeding was a, a, a huge treat and a huge surprise. So I was, I, I loved that panel. <laughs> I was taken aback by just how much great knowledge there was. And um, unfortunately, that panel was right at the end of the day. So we did have to sneak out a little bit early and I did not get to meet them, um, which was a real bummer. But I'm really excited to now have three kind of amazing women that I look up to as cannabis breeders and I get to, you know, follow them and learn from them and hopefully freaking buy some seeds here pretty soon. So really excited about that. Um, so the panels are kind of the highlight of the day for me, but um, just some other great observations or some other overall observations from the Indo Expo. Um, yeah, women in cannabis was huge. There was a lot of women there, not just for the breeders panel, but also, um, you know, selling CBD products, talking about growing, talking about commercial growing, talking about everything. So seeing women involved at kind of every level of the industry was awesome. Super excited to see that. Um, can't wait to see more of it. Um, another big trend I saw was seeds and breeders. Lots of seeds at the cup. Lots of breeders had booths. Uh, seeds Here Now was there, of course, selling lots of seeds. Uh, lots of seeds moving, man. So lots of seeds, lots of seed breeders there. Cool getting to hang out and meet them. Uh, microbes, lots of microbe products. And uh, it was interesting getting to talk with some of uh, the micro people on the micro panel, you know, with Dr. Colin and Jeff Lonefels talking about some of the new stuff coming down the line. Uh, sounds like in the next few years or in the next year or so, there should be some kind of the next wave of cool micro products is going to be coming. So that's pretty cool. 
Um, nutrient companies was another big thing we saw at the expo. Lots of nutrient companies, lots of people giving out samples. So if you're into getting samples, if you're into trying different nutrient companies, um, check out the Indo Expo, man. You, uh, if you go up to a booth and kind of get a chance to talk with somebody and learn a little bit about their product, chances are they're going to send you home with a little bit of it to try. So um, definitely a lot of fun. Uh, another thing I saw a lot of, which scared me a lot, actually, unfortunately, was uh, people talking about scale. Everyone is racing to scale up here in California. Um, it is on. Legalization happened here just beginning in 2018, and the race to get big is on. And I'm really hoping it doesn't turn into, of course, you know, the race to the bottom. I hope people learn to grow big and keep quality uh, as good as it's always been or better. Um, I, it worries me, but I, I really think, and I'm, I mean, another trend I saw too was small businesses doing smart and creative things and um, people coming up with kind of innovative solutions to help small companies stay competitive. So that, I think that's going to be another thing to look out for here in California too is Keep an eye on those small businesses because as much as the big guys are coming, um, you know, I think the small guys are going to be fighting hard to hold their ground too. So keep an eye on it. Um, also, just about the Indo Expo, it was weird talking cannabis all day but not smoking any. <laughs> um, Indo Expo wasn't really a smoking event. It was kind of more of a businessy event. But, you know, I was actually sort of okay with it. If I had one suggestion for the Indo Expo, it's that we need a big smoking-friendly party after the event. So that way we can go all day, talk business, be all serious, and then after the event, then I can really enjoy my 420 joint or something. That's what we need. So, um, <laughs> but anyway, it was a great event. Uh, thanks so much for the Endo Expo uh, or to the Endo Expo for having me out, uh, letting me come out and cover it and talk about it. Um, thanks so much to Q Grows the Dank for coming out and hanging out, man. It was so much fun getting to hang out with him and meet another guy in the DGC, getting to talk with another new grower. Um, getting to answer questions and getting to smoke a joint of his first grow. That was so cool, man. Thank you so much for sharing that with me. Um, it was amazing too, by the way. So keep up the good work. That's all I have for you guys today. Um, thanks so much for listening. If you are interested in more cannabis content, uh, you should check out the other cannabis podcast I help out with, the Let's Smoke Cannabis Show, uh, found wherever you get your podcasts from. Um, and you should uh, stop by. I am Soup the Gardener on Instagram. Stop by and say hello. Um, that's all I got. Thanks for listening. Keep growing. Keep smoking. This is Soup the Gardener over and out. Thanks, guys. All right. Good example of how you you meet a lot of people going to hang, man, and it's cool because it's uh, it's yeah, it's not the epicenter, but the only thing though he did mention, he's like those weird we we couldn't smoke and we're all hanging out. I'm like, yeah, they got to fix that. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with that. I just, uh, I made plans to go to uh, the Michigan Cannabis Cup. And now I'm seeing that it might just be a medicinal-only cannabis cup. And I'm kind of scratching my head. Like, I don't have a, a, a med card for there. Oh, I'm sure you can get your temporary Yeah, for license. five times the price. Yeah, I, I ain't going for some kind of, uh, you know, a high times ass raping. You know, I'll stay home for that. <laughs> we have suppositories for that. You stuff. know what I mean? I don't, I don't, I don't have any. <laughs> Look, I don't know. I, I wouldn't go that harsh on them. I mean, I think that they're always, I believe it's, I wouldn't associate it with high times. Like we said before, I think they're trying to do everything they can do. You run into all this politics and shit. So I don't know, man. I agree though. Like I'm not wanting to go not smoke at an event. That's yeah. from high times. Like this out of man.
All right, let's get in back into Grow Talk, please, sir. Setting up a drip system. Ooh, exciting. By the Red Eye Jedi 420. This was up, DGC. I need some help getting the drip irrigation set up for my no-till. I've been hand watering three gallon pots for two years, and now I've got a big 15 gallons I'm trying to keep wet, and I don't have time, and I don't know where to start. I plan to have five or six 15 gallon fabric pots. Cut four in flower, two in veg. You keep cycling back and forth. We prefers a gravity drip system. Now, a gravity drip system, I've never used one, but I like the idea of it. No pumps, nothing. If you can mount like a 20 gal res high enough for gravity to feed down to your plants, it's a pretty simple system. It's like the you know, it's easy you really as it gets. need to go. Let's talk about that really quick because mm-hmm. I've accidentally made gravity drip systems because I didn't understand how to vent water. Uh, accidentally. <laughs> yeah, because I took a 55 gallon drum, uh, put uh, you know, a hose on the top of it. It actually had a pump on there and everything. And then I made myself a drip system. I crimped the the other end of it. And you know, of course, my 15 gallon smart pots or you know, whatever radical bags are lower than the uh, you know, than the 55 gallon drum. So what happens as soon as you start that water coming out, there's, it's kind of the momentum of that water will keep going. There's no real reason for it to stop and it'll drain that 55 gallon drum, or at least it'll get to where it's, uh, Oh, yeah, it's like level. draining a wall. I remember draining a waterbed. Yeah, like, exactly. You- Thank you. Very good analogy, sir. Um, and the, yeah, that's what he's saying here. I don't want to deal with pumps. Would blue mots be an easier, just simple drip line? What size reservoir would you need for that many pots or that size? What else should I be asking? Because right now I use some of those five-gallon igloo water jugs and try and let my water sit overnight. I just fill up my watering can as needed. Yeah, hand watering, dude. Why do you want to give up the hand watering? Because <laughs> I got that many plants. Uh, work is getting in the way of my grow, and I'm just not able to find time. Okay, fine. There we go. Find time to maintain 15-gallon pots. And yeah, I'm not a hand moist. waterer, man. I agree exactly. I would definitely get this thing automated. We've we've chatted a bit about blue moths and they're they're good. I wanted to bring up. I this think other that's one. a good option, though. I do think that's a viable option. Yes. There's a link here to um, down in soup. Hey, you had some good comments. All you guys did appreciate it. But quarter inch. We've all seen dripper hose or hose soaker hose in yep. Home Depot, like, right? But this is like quarter inch soaker hose. Okay, so normal soaker hose would be like half inch or five eighths inch. So this is about half the size of that. I think even a little smaller, okay. but. At, I've never thought about it. It makes sense. Soaker hose, putting it in sub gets like sub irrigation, burying your soaker hose down. Maybe, I don't know, not too deep, but I'm going to guess three inches or something. So three you can help that. Fine. What's that? Nothing. And uh, you do a loop. Simple enough. You could do a loop in your bed or you can configure it however you want it with tees or 90 degree hardware. Uh, and I really like that because you don't really irrigation and then i thought i've never done this like if you have a 15 gallon pot just making a soaker hose loop like why wouldn't that would work pretty good and why wouldn't you a soaker hose the, work? Pres- the pressure enough pressure that it goes through the soaker hose you know if you're not using true, a pump, true. You, need, you, need, you might have a you make sure yeah you might have to buy yeah. a decent pump yep or yeah you might have to use a pump or you might have to lift that you can get water pressure by lifting uh, and it wouldn't work with gravity yeah, if you could, yeah, if you could lift it up, you'd have to lift that fifty-five gallon drum up significantly, though. You know, if you could put it on a second story or you know a few, a few feet up, if you got a shelf that you can put it on. But yeah, there's tricks with that too because water's kind of heavy. Uh, you're making good points here because it gravity. I don't think it's going to work awesome. You want a little pressure behind a soaker hose. Yeah, but it, it is a cool application if you do have pumps and stuff to sub irrigate. But after all this is said and done, I wanted to remind them. I still want to go around like people do with their teas or their fermented plant extracts 
or a funky hit of recharge. Sure. Go in and hand water and soak that entire bed in on the top side sometimes too. I do believe it's important for a container. You like Scotty likes hempies. If I was running hempies, I'd run. I do a top flush every once in a while, once not a that treat. often. Yep. What the once a week treat it worked with hempies perfect. Exactly. So, but yeah, let us know what you do, man. I like, don't let, yeah, cannabis growing shouldn't get in the way of your work to where it's frustrating to have a garden. I know it can get frustrating sometimes. You don't want your cannabis garden to feel like work. You want to feel like, yes, then. <laughs> that is true. It is true. So I've been at the work aspect. I know you have, Scotty, for sure. You're sure. like, oh my God. I got to do what all night? Yeah, and it's nice to be able to actually like walk, you know, like sit and smoke a joint in your garden and not have it be, you know, so cramped. You know, it's, it's nice when it's a place where you can chill and enjoy your little Zen garden, too. Yes. All right, man, who's slinging recharge these days? I don't know, man. You got me off. Who's slinging recharge? Let's see, man. Let's see. Oh, Grow Warehouse, man. Grow Warehouse has been legit, man. They're an up-and-comer. Uh, they're in Colorado. I, know, what, I think man, they've I, been around for a bit down there in Colorado Springs. Yeah, yeah, they're down the Springs. Yeah, but they've been crushing it lately, man. All right, they're an up-and-comer recharge store for us, man, because they're uh, they're crushing it for us. Thank you, guys, yeah. man. Tight work, they're, they're down in Pueblo as well, so yeah. check them out. Get your recharge at the Grow Warehouse. Yeah. Plant Parenthood. <laughs> That's a good one. I'm done. It's a good one. <laughs> All right, man. We've got one more here. Ready? Ready to roll on it? Yes. Holy shit. Big Mike is frowning. I can see it. Milo from Milo also grows. Good. <laughs> Switch from advanced know. nutrients. Because what's good, dude, Scotty Grew? Been growing a couple of amnesia haze plants and a couple of OG Kush plants from seed in a grow tent with 300 watt Vipra Spectra. All right. I just had to say it like that. Yeah. Spectrum, uh, LED, five-gallon pots, week two of veg. He's been a huge fan of the show. Sadly, learned about the show too late to spend my nutrient money based on the content of the show. No worries, man. Which has become an immense influence on how I've been growing. All right. Yeah. I was going to influence you anyway. Just listen to me about grow, okay? I have a range of advanced nutrients for my veg period. And I still want to use them throughout veg. But if I wanted to make the switch over to another line of nutrients after the flip, what would you recommend that wouldn't shock the plants too much? I'm inspired to go organic, but I'm not sure if my plants are going to be too lazy. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go right to BioBiz with that since now, he's saying I'm but, inspired but, to go organic. Yeah, but hang on a second. I mean, if you're just going from veg and then you want to, you know, switch over and then after. Oh, you know, I mean, switch I during flip. plant, like. I while would, they're going, okay, yeah, I, I hear wouldn't you. switch after you flip. I mean, I would say that uh, you've been listening to the show and you do kind of understand that your plants react a certain way when uh, when they're on salts. You know, when they're on synthetic nutrients, they're getting fed just just like if you were getting fed synthetic uh, uh, nutrition. You know, it doesn't mean that you're going to be performing poorly. You know, it might mean that you might have some weird side effects from it. But uh, yeah, so so. Just giving them, if you switch me over right now to complete organics, um, I wouldn't want to be, you know, a nutrition. I don't think I'd want to be in some kind of performance contest right now. But here's how you race, could do it, though. You know? if you, after the flip, so he, he's using a, a micro bloom. This is his like advanced stuff. Part. And he's using, a, you know, like a three-part. Yeah. Jungle juice. I think jungle juice might have some organics in it, Nirvana. If you still use that, those products yeah. as your base meat and potatoes and you want to add organics in with them, you're going to do fine. But if you do a straight switch, like you're saying, Scotty, like the plant's just been force fed. The rhizosphere isn't there for the organics. Right. Um, and it's going to have a big hiccup potentially. Yeah. And you know what? Get a synthetic grow under your belt. If you're newer to growing, 
then uh, hang out and do this and, and watch how a plant performs under synthetics and then do an organic grow and you'll have the experience of being able to compare and contrast and, and learn from them. Yeah, and stay tuned, man. We're going to have, uh, we're going to be getting some BioBiz out to the peeps. So we'll let you know how that's rolled. They got some full-on kits yeah. of their program and I'm I'm excited. I'm still going to be growing with uh, BioBiz a couple times up in BC for sure. Man, I'm going to miss that weed. Oh, <laughs> hey, so here's what he's saying, though. Uh, uh, he, he's just concerned about quality. He goes, I want to know if my plants are going to be full of bullshit that I don't want to smoke. I understand. Oh, because saying. of like. Yeah, because of Big Mike. He's full of bullshit, man. <laughs> they, might be, they might be full of, uh, yeah, some type of bullshit, but I wouldn't be afraid to smoke them. I'd go just like anything else. Just do a really, really good flush. If you're a fan yeah, of the show, yeah. you know how I like to flush. Mm-hmm. I flush till these leaves are like. You know, thirty percent of my leaves have like fallen off the plant. There's nothing left in them. They're just like like fall time, like leaves outside. Sure. So, um, and get a really good flush on it, and uh, yeah, then just change it up after the fact. And I appreciate that you're taking our advice, and yeah, growing the dank. Yeah, we definitely try that bio biz though. I will say from firsthand experience, uh, it's bottles, so we're kind of used to you know pouring this many milliliters of this bottle, uh, so it's not that shocking. But man, the quality is is really you know next level. Yeah, it's no, you know, should be no surprise that we're liking BioBiz and they've come on to help support the show. And we've been talking about them since since uh, Cody won, since Cody yeah, exactly. won the GC Cup. That's how long we've been talking about them. And learn more. They seem like a really freaking cool company behind that. All right, uh, I think we're gonna put it in the bag with some shoutouts, eh? Let's do it. Come on, <laughs> Trent. It's always good if you make yourself laugh only. Trent, Born <laughs> Farms, and not no, No-Till Army. No-Till Army. <laughs> now you're making us all laugh, dude. 808 Buds and Old Wise Age. It's Tone Grown and True Skunk Soldier. All right, Cali Kush Farm and Cry on the Hill. Rocky Mountain Grower and Hash, Hash the Animal. Whoa, Hash the Animal, Ash the animal. Yeah. All right, guys, take it easy, and uh, you know we'll be hanging. <laughs> hey, higher. Take it easy, dude. Some people love to blaze up the deck. Yeah, we get happy for noon. And with the boss man's is to take a little break. That means we're lighting up a dude. It's just weed. It's just weed. I like to keep a good buzz on. It's just weed, it's just weed In my toolbox there's a bone Some people start their day off with a pill It's what the doctor says to do They shake their heads at natural medicine Go ahead and try something new It's just weed, it's just weed I like to keep the good on it's just weird, it's just weird, I like to smoke it out in love, yeah! Now if the big man catch you riding high, ooh, we gonna lock you in a cage, no. You wonder why he hates the dank Just look at how he's being paid